Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 176, and I am really, really excited today to share with you my next guest. His name is Chris Ducker. Now, you guys may or may not have heard of him before, but he is also the co-host of the One Day Business Breakthrough that Pat Flynn and him do together. And I got to be honest. I really love that show, and I wanted to have him on to kind of get him to put me in a hot seat, and that's kind of what I did, which was awesome, by the way, and you guys are going to be able to hear this, and I just kind of wanted to see what he would say about uh, taking a physical product business on Amazon and then what to do moving forward. I also wanted to pick his brain about virtual assistants. Now, you guys may or may not know, but he runs a company called Virtual Staff Finder that helps people find virtual assistants. Now, if you don't know what a virtual assistant is, you're going to learn what that is, and he gives some really good insights as far as when and how you go about doing this. And it really did, you know, flick that light bulb on for me when he said one thing and it really does make a lot of sense. But you're gonna have to wait to hear that inside this interview. He gives a lot of great advice, some really uh, funny stories as well, I have to be honest. And also, I need to, I guess I need to let you guys know that if you're listening to this and I sound a little different, my voice sounds a little bit different, you may or may not notice it. I'm recording this at 9 o'clock p.m. at night, my time. And the reason is, is because we are about 11 or 12 hours difference. I forget what it is. He's in the Philippines. So we wanted to do it morning for him. And I agreed to do it you know, early evening for me. And uh, this way here, we could do it where we're both not, you know, at, uh, you know, early hours or late hours so we can really make it work. So I uh, just wanted to let you guys know that if my voice sounds a little different right here. That's why. Uh, but I think it's going to be totally, totally worth it. You guys are going to love this. Chris is an awesome guy. And I'm going to stop talking now so you guys can enjoy this interview with Chris Ducker. Well, hey, Chris Ducker, thank you so much for hanging out with the TS community. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Everything's great. I'm a, I'm I'm pumped to be here. I'm looking forward to seeing the, how you rip me to shreds. It's going to be great. <laughs> no, 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 no. This, I, and I, I kind of talked to you a little bit before we got recording here, but you know, it, it's really, really awesome to have you on. I love what you and Pat do with the one day business breakthrough. Where you jump on, you do some hot seats, and uh, yep. j- j- just to kind of give you a little story, um, the TAS community. We're actually doing a live event. Uh, we're having uh, just thirty people, very small, like you guys have done. And I kind of was inspired by what you guys did, and we're doing ten hot seats, kind of similar to what you guys did when you started and uh yeah we're already booked we're already doing that so i kind of want to i want to kind of you know twist uh, a, a little bit here and and kind of put it back on you and say and i'm going to be a little selfish here and say you know what let's kind of do one of those hot seats today because you are a branding expert you're you know great with virtual uh you know staff and and all that stuff so maybe what we can do is give you a scenario and say you know what would chris ducker do in this situation so you can help us uh you know maybe take our business to the next level how's that sound Sounds good. Man, I love this stuff. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so most of our listeners are are brand new, and they're either just starting or they're getting sales maybe in the range of ten to $25,000 a month, which sounds like a lot, but, you know, there's a lot of cost in physical goods um, in Amazon. It's not just straight yeah. pro- you know, profit like a digital product. But, you know, let's just say, for example, let's do hypothetical here, and again, we'll kind of bring it over to me. Let's say that I'm doing between twenty-five dollars and $50,000 in revenue per month. We're doing about 35 to 40% margin, not too bad, um, but we're only on Amazon. I mean, I started building an authority site and that's kind of a slow process and everything, but what would Chris Ducker do? Maybe we can dig into that. Like, what would you say if you were in this, you know, in this situation? 
Yeah, I mean, look, you know, full disclosure, I've never sold anything on Amazon. And that's so okay. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea how the Amazon marketplace works other than obviously, you know, seeing how Virtual Freedom, which is my book, you know, ranks and how we did on launch and all that sort of stuff. Sure. Um, so, you know, I mean, I know that they update their their sales uh, records regularly. I think it's every hour, I think, on books and, yep. and all that sort of stuff. But in terms of what you can and can't sell, how it works, how the fulfillment is and all that sort of, I have zero idea on that stuff. So I want to put that up there up front. But you know what? Regardless of what my level of, of experience would be, my answer would actually be identical anyway because what I what I don't agree with. Let's talk about why I agree with selling on Amazon or, or, or building okay. anything on someone okay. else's platform. Sure. I think it's it's a good idea to maximize opportunities as an entrepreneur, no matter where they present themselves to you. Mm. Now, obviously, with Amazon, you have a built-in infrastructure. You've got a built-in client base. You've got a built-in review function and all the rest of it. And if you're selling a physical product of any variety, you need all those things, right? Sure. You need them all. Sure. And so it's a no-brainer. And I know people that do sell on Amazon. Some people have done very, very well on it. Um, but what scares the bejesus out of me is ultimately building my house on rented land. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the reasons why with, you know, youpreneur.com, which is my mastermind, my online mastermind community, this is why we built the community function of that on our own servers with a private member-only forum, and we didn't go the route or the route, as you Americans would say. Uh, <laughs> this, this is going to be a fun one. Um, you know, me, well, you mentioned Pat, me and Pat go back and forth on that yeah, stuff all yeah. the time. But, um, I mean... You know, this is exactly the reason why we went with the private forums and not with a Facebook group. Right. Because once again, I would be building my my community house on on their rented land. So, you know, ultimately, yes, it's a good idea to utilize opportunities as and when they come your way. But, but at the end of the day, you've got to look at building your own house on land that is not rented, that mm. you own, that you operate, that yeah, you yeah. control. And so regardless of what you've got selling on Amazon, you should also create your own online hub. You should also create your own website. Um, now, I don't know what the rules are exactly in regards to selling things on Amazon and whether you can sell them elsewhere or not. Is that allowed? Can yeah, you yeah. do you that can, You can totally do it. The problem is, is you can't direct people from your Amazon listing to go buy over on your own website. You know, that's the, right. that's the thing. And even like with list building, right? Like, you know, there's a little gray area there as far as getting your email list because they don't give you their email list. They, they mask sure. it out and, and, you know, understandably so. I mean, they don't want you to take their, you know, their infrastructure and all of their, sure. all of their stuff and, and just start driving people away from their platform. I get it, but I do, you know, I'm a big believer and I know you are and I know Pat is and, you know, everyone that, that knows anything about business. I mean, the email list is, is going to be the lifeblood of your business. Um, you know, so, but I guess what my question is, is this, it's like, okay. And you know, I mean, Pat's new book, you know, will it fly? I think really does lend a hand to this right here because here's my philosophy and I've done both models, right? You go ahead and you build a website. You hope that people are going to come. You try to drive traffic. You do all this stuff. And then you're hoping that you're going to be able to sell them something. I get that. Now with Amazon, you go out there and you kind of see what's already selling 
And then you yeah. can create your own thing and test it, right? Validate it. We're doing a validation thing here. Start building up and make some pretty good money, $25,000, dollars a month, whatever, right? And I mean, that's not all profit, but it's still a business. It's an e-commerce business on their platform. But now, I guess my thing is once you validate it, once you start getting this stream of, of income and revenue, what would you do? Like, what would be your first plan of attack to go ahead and say, okay, this thing, you know, these products are starting to sell and, you know, maybe I should build a brand around it because I know you're the branding expert as well. So what could we do to build a brand, uh, you know, so this way here we can start to build our own house on our own property? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 the thing that drives me nuts as well, as well as just, you know, building on rented land is the fact that you can't get those email addresses. Oh, yeah. And there's, for all the reasons that you just mentioned, you need to do that. Yep. Um, so, you know, building your own brand, I think, regardless of what industry you're in, regardless of what products you're selling, I think is very, very important. Whether it's a personal brand or whether it's just a brand, it can just be a brand name of some variety. Um, I think it's very, very important because, you know, people want to do business with other people, people that they know, love and trust. And so, you know, getting to the point where you're creating some content on a regular basis, you're you're putting yourself out there, maybe you're podcasting like your good self, maybe you're doing a YouTube show where you're reviewing your products on video, possibly maybe you're doing something on Periscope or Blab or one of the other live video apps that are out there. But just building your own brand based around who you are, what your story's about, you know, what you want to do, who you want to work with, why you want to serve those people, et cetera, et cetera, is very, very important for the longevity of your business growth. I mean, I can't put a dollar amount on how important my personal brand is to my business. It has opened up more doors of opportunities than I can possibly count, literally. Yeah, Yeah, no, Um, And so I I think it's very, very important. So what I would do is I I would start my, I would launch a website, I would start blogging, I would probably start podcasting because I'm actually more of a talker than a typer. Um, I would build a nice, you know, visual brand around what I do and what I'm all about, get active on social media, Instagram, Snapchat, like I said, Periscope, Facebook, um, and really just get it out there um, and start building that that email list at the same time, you know, create a nice, strong opt-in magnet that you know is going to solve very easy problem for somebody, um, you know, kind of a quick win. I think uh, Pat uses that term quite a bit, you know, the quick win scenario of, oh, I've got a problem, which is A, and this solution is B, you give it to them for free, you'll have a fan for life, they'll stay on your list forever. And so, you know, just work on that, really, and, and focus in on, you know, creating rapport with the people that come and check you out and get on your list and all the rest of it. And the beautiful thing about doing that is that unlike with Amazon, where you don't control the client flow, the customer flow. Um, all you can do is just produce and sell products that you feel people want. Mm. Um, you'll never get any real feedback other than your reviews. Whereas if you've got somebody on an email list that is consuming your content, that is conversing with you on social media over a period of time, eventually their guard will drop. Mm. And they will genuinely tell you what their problems are, what they're experiencing, what products they really need from you. And then you're in the real money because now you're producing products for people that you know they want rather mm-hmm. than you think you want. And that's a big, big difference. Uh, and it, it, it takes a while to get there, but it's def- once you're there, it's definitely more profitable. Yeah, I, and I guess the one thing, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play, you know, the role of, uh, you know, because I don't mind talking. Obviously, I have a podcast, you know what I mean? And I don't mind being in front of right. the camera. I do Periscope. I do all that stuff, and I enjoy it, actually, you know. So, 
but there's people that don't want to be the face. You know, they don't want to mm-hmm. be out there. So again, we can we can talk a little bit about, you know, hiring a VA or hiring people that could do this work for you or find people that can do the work for you. So what would you say to the person that doesn't want to be the freight that you know the face of the business and they're not selling something that's technically a problem like i always use it for us because in amazon we don't really disclose our products because it's one of those things that if you do then everybody's going to start selling it kind of thing right but i always use garlic press right so let's say i'm selling the you know this beautiful stainless steel garlic press right and it's just you know i'm thinking about like italian cooking and that type of stuff would be my market right people that are into cooking maybe mm-hmm. a chef maybe a home you know uh, you know, a, a, a person who just loves to be in the kitchen and, and just loves to be in that cooking environment gets a lot of thrill out of it. So that would be my kind of avatar that I would go after. So what kind of stuff could we do? Um, so I guess I just threw a bunch at you there, but let's let, let's let's mm. let's kind of address the one about, you know, like I don't want to be the face. I'm a little shy. I don't want to get out there. I don't want to be the face. I just want to build this business and I want to take my garlic press business to the next level. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, if you're not comfortable being the face of the brand, that's fine. You just create an unfaceless brand. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a brand name rather than your personal name. Put it that way. Okay. Um, and you can, you know, you can do that with, you know, with great design, with great logos, and all the rest of it. And yes, you can hire people to help you ultimately create the content that you that you need to be able to build up bars about your garlic press. Mm. You know, uh, you know, I mean, you can't get much more unsexy. I mean, you probably could get unsexier in terms of a product than a garlic press. So right, I mean, it's right. a, you know, I always say that you know, the sexier your product, you, the more content you're going to be able to cre- create about it. But I mean, you know, there's a lot of different ways to skin any cat Mm -hmm. Uh, you know the most important thing is you catch the cat in the first place and so you know you've got to go after you know with with something like that like you say chefs foodies uh, you know home home enthusiasts that are you know all about cooking at home instead of going out to restaurants you know these you know housewives you know maybe uh, you know chef students you know that sort of type of thing Um, culinary you know lovers whatever you want to say there's a you know You've got to find them. Mm. You've got to find them. You know, and with social being as hashtag heavy as it is nowadays, it's not that hard to find any particular niche of mm. you know followers because you can just write on a hashtag on Twitter or Facebook right. or anywhere else for that matter and see what people are talking about and and what they're linking to and what they like and the people that they're following and and you build up alliances you know maybe you hire a virtual assistant to you know research the top 100 uh, you know home food prepping bloggers for example mm, that's good, um, yeah. and uh, you know you get your VA to reach out to each and every single one of them and say hey I've got this great new garlic press that I think you guys would like if I send you one for free could you review it on your blog mm-hmm. uh, you know that sort of type of thing. So it, it, you know, some people might see that as a lot of work, but I say that doing the legwork on something like that and really protecting that customer base that you end up building up is way more powerful than just riding on the back of, say, Amazon's algorithm and, and you know, that sort of type of thing. Oh, sure. I'm more of a long, I'm, a, I'm definitely more of a long game type of entrepreneur. Don't worry. I love making money. Like you, you won't meet anybody, anybody more that <laughs> likes to make money more than me. Trust me. Of course, me. of course. Um, but I, uh, you know, I, I do it at what I call it in a long game approach because, uh, you know, that's the best way to build a business. Uh, yeah, I, and I, I agree 100%. I'm the same way. Um, so, okay, so let's kind of, let's, let's do this real quick. Okay, so if we are just starting, right, and we're going to use Amazon as, you know, a validation uh, tool in a sense, 
what kind of markets, I guess, then should we be, would be, should we be looking at? Because I guess that would be the next important question. If you haven't really picked a brand or maybe you want to start a second brand, right? Or maybe you want to validate another product or products or a market. Cause that's one thing I do tell, you know, all my listeners, like, I think it's all about the market and then what products you can serve to that market. And it could be a physical product, could be a digital product. It doesn't really matter. But in the end, it's the market, the hungry market, the ones that are going to be, you know, your buyers. Um, so what kind of advice would you give, like, like just say me, like if I wanted to start a brand new brand and I knew nothing um, about markets and stuff, like what would you say would be like a good market or things to look at when choosing a market? Well, you got to you got to look at where I mean, and like you said, you already do it yourself with Amazon. You see what products are selling, mm-hmm. and then you go out and sell something similar. It's a similar sort of type of situation. Um, you know, you, you can you can look at say, uh, you know, go to your local Barnes and Noble. And have a look at the magazine rack. Mm. You know, see what magazine. You know, see what particular industry is represented well in terms of magazines. Um, you know, things like cooking, uh, things like health, things like fitness. Um, you know, uh, hobbies, those sort of type of things. You know, if you see, you know, the type of industry that's got ten different magazines, then you know that that's a big market for mm. you to you know grab a hold of. Um, you know, likewise with you know with things like uh, you know live events. I love looking through live event websites. You can see lots of directories uh, where they list all the live events, you know, through this month or that month or in this country or that city. Have a look at live events. You know, if people are spending money to go to a live event, a lot of them traveling in from out of town, maybe even out of country, um, to spend a couple of days listening to other people, you know, speak on stage about a particular subject, they're interested. You know, mm. that, that's, that's a very captive market right there. So I love live events. I love looking at that sort of type of thing as well. Um, and also, you know, just talk to people. You know, you, you'd be amazed, you know, just on social media alone, I can put something up on Facebook and in a matter of a few hours, I've got, you know, 40, 50, 60 comments from people giving me their feedback on what they think about this particular subject. So um, I think that, you know, it's a combination of sort of following your own gut mm-hmm. as well as obviously utilizing the tools that we have in 2016 uh, as entrepreneurs to sort of try and find you know the right kind of ideas and then when you do you've got to validate you know you can't spend weeks and weeks if not months and a ton of money uh you know sourcing products uh, repackaging them rebranding them or maybe even creating them from scratch Mm. to sell you know just on a whim you've got to validate these things so you know what i would suggest i you know a lot of people do particularly in the digital marketing space is uh you know to create landing pages pre-sell what they are going to source, pre-sell what they are going to sell. Um, And so, you know, hey, I've got a new course coming up or I've got a new product that's coming in. Uh, You know, uh, it's going to be available in 30 days from now. Um, If you're interested, you know, these are the benefits. This is why you should have this product. Here's some nice photos. Click the buy now button and place your order. And if you get a certain amount of orders, then you go ahead with the product. If you don't, you refund and you ditch the idea. And that, that as, a, as, a, as a testing platform, is nothing new. Um, before I became an entrepreneur, I was in the infomercial space for a couple of years. And uh, that's exactly, when you turn on the TV, if you've not seen an infomercial before, because you see them, the same ones popping up all oh, the yeah. time, right? They, oh, just, yeah. they just buy media left, right, and center once they know it works. Oh, yeah. But if you've not seen an infomercial before, and it's the first time you turn on the TV and you see a brand new product being pitched, the chances are 
that's a dry test. That's an industry term. Huh, and okay. what they basically do is they run the show. They run that 2830 long form or the two-minute short form infomercial. And they run it and they want to see how many times people actually pick up the phone and dial in and try and order. And you'll usually see something along the lines of, you know, shipping and handling time of 45 days. The reason why that's in place is because of the fact that they've got to now, if they get enough orders, order it from the distributor of that product, which is usually being made in China. They've got to make it in China. They've got to cart it, you know, cart it and, and package it in China. They've got to slam it on a container, put it on a ship and get it over to America. And that's the reason why that period is so long, 30 to 45 days for the dry test. Now, if it works well, they'll buy a crap ton of media and okay. get behind it. Yeah. But if it doesn't work well, the chances are that show will never be shown again on TV. That's interesting. Uh, and, it, you know, it, it, I think, like you said, and, and it's very similar to, like, I mean, I think an easy way, too, and I'm just thinking out loud here, is like, you know, if you ran a Facebook ad to uh, Absolutely. Know, some type of offer that said, you know, you know, basically you're going to be launching this new, this new stainless steel garlic press, right? And it's yeah, state of yeah. the art, right? And you, you position it to a fan page or fan pages that are all about Italian cooking. And if you can uh -huh. get 20 orders, a hundred orders, whatever it is, that can kind of almost validate it before you even go ahead to market. Absolutely. I love and, that. You know, all, all you need with a Facebook ad, I mean, very, very cost effective, particularly if you're retargeting a page, obviously. Um, and, you know, I, that's why I love Facebook advertising. The, you know, the retargeting and the, and the demographic choosing that you can make when you're placing the adverts is just it's crazy. It's insane. Um, you know, I'm doing a one day mastermind event in London in May. Uh, I put one hundred and twenty dollars into adverts and sold 30 seats at 200 pounds each wow. off of one one Facebook ad because I just targeted people that had already liked or knew people who had liked my Facebook page that were in the UK wow. demographically. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, $120 and I, <laughs> I make myself over eight grand or whatever it was, you know, it's kind of crazy. But I mean, it, you know, the beautiful thing with that is that you don't need a lot of numbers. You know, you don't need a lot of visits to figure out whether or not that's going to work. I mean, if you get you know, 500 people click through from Facebook, um, you know, a certain percentage of them should be hitting that buy now button. Sure. Uh, and if they don't, you dump the product, you move on to the next one. Yeah. I mean, didn't uh, Tim Ferriss do something similar to that? Like he did that with like a Google ad or something to like a sailor's shirt or something like that? Yeah, that was for um, that was for the title of the four hour work week. Oh, wow. Uh, that was for his first book. Yeah. He 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 was testing a ton of um title either the title or the or, or the subtitle one of the others he was testing with google ads um and i mean i'm sure he would have loved to have had facebook adverts oh, to play yeah. around with back in 2007 i think when that book first came out yeah yeah well that's awesome that's that's awesome uh okay let me uh, let me ask you about this okay so <coughs> let's say for example now again our business is doing okay but we have competition everyone has competition how mm -hmm. how can you see a business just doing better whether it's customer support, whether it's, you know, enhancements on the product. Like, what would you say to, to stand out from your competition that you see other businesses or brands not doing? Yeah, it's, it's, it's customer service all out. Customer service all out. And, and your team, those two elements right mm. there. Uh, because your team ultimately becomes an extension of you as the business owner, um, whether you're public or not, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they'll, they'll work the way that you train them to work the way that you, you know, want them to work. Um, but customer service is something that 
you know, it, it's <laughs> nobody puts any real importance on it still to this day. Mm. And it's it's stupid. It's just stupid. Stop spending so much time and money and effort trying to find new business and start spending time, money, and effort keeping the business that you've already got. Because it's way easier, way easier to close somebody a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth time than it is to close them for the first time. Yeah, that is true. And, you know, somebody somebody asked me a while back, I think it was about a year or so ago, I was on stage, I, it was the end of my keynote, we had about 10 minutes of Q&A, and somebody asked me, um, you know, what they should be focusing on from a business growth perspective. And I put the question back to them. Because I like to get into the heads of entrepreneurs. That's sure. my, my kind of kink. Um, <laughs> and and I, I asked him, I said, well, what do you think are the three things that you need, you need to be focusing on in your business to grow your business? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, number one, I've got to be focusing on bringing on new customers. You know, I need new customers all the time. Uh, number two, uh, you know, then I need to, you know, try and come up with new, more products and services to, you know, cross and upsell my existing customers. And then number three, you know, I really need to, you know, build my team and, and, and you know, make sure that my team is working well uh, because, and he stated, because they're an extension of me as the business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I turned around and I ripped him to shreds. I said, I'm, I'm going to ask you to turn that right on its butt, right on its ass. You've got to turn it right <laughs> round. Number one, number one. Your team is your most important part of your business. That should be where you're focusing above and beyond everything else. Number two, your existing customers have already paid you a certain amount of money already for whatever it is you're selling. It's going to be easier to get money out of them again and again and again than it is to bring on board a brand new customer. And that is why number three is your you know, your ongoing, what I call the, the triple M, that maintenance marketing mode of any business where you're just consistently pushing out a certain amount of advertising and marketing, regardless of what niche you're in, uh, to bring on board new business. And he kind of just stared at me with an open mouth because I think <laughs> the penny dropped and he knew I was right. <laughs> of course. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes total sense, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, mean cu- customer service is something that I think that people know they need to do it better, but they just don't, they, I, I, maybe it's just not sexy enough. Yeah. You know, maybe they're just not, they're not excited about it enough. Marketing's more exciting. Sales are more exciting. Yeah. But, you know, for me, I, I'm all about the customer service, all about that. It, it's funny. I, I'll share a little story. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I like coffee. So, uh, you know, we have Dunkin' Donuts around here, Starbucks, and I'm always grading how I get asked for my coffee. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. and my daughter, she's an eight year old, you know, I got a daughter, eight year olds. I got kids that are older too, but she's my youngest and she's, she's awesome. We're in the back of the car. We pull through and she'll be like, how'd they do dad? You know, because <laughs> it's a simple thing is like, hi, welcome to, you know, Dunkin' Donuts today. How can I take your order? Like that inflection of the voice is better than how can I help you? Right. And, yeah, and it's he's like, doing. what do you want? Yeah. Right, it, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> and and I, it, it drives me crazy. And I'm like, you know, I could go in and be like a, an undercover for these, you know, big businesses and probably oh, yeah. do better because I can go in there and expose all of these holes in their customer service. Like, why is that person at the window if they're not into <laughs> talking to people? Right. It's like, and yeah. it's, it's the simple things. And, and in business, like you said, I mean, in the Amazon space, right? If you get a refund, yes, Amazon handles it. But if you get someone, that contacts you, you better get on that. And if not, your team better get on that. It's like instantly. Um, I have, you know, my my uh, saying is, you know, they're going to be happy one way or the other. So if they are not happy for whatever reason, they get their money back, they keep the product, and I'll do whatever else I can to make them happy because I want them to be happy because, number one, they're on Amazon and they leave those reviews publicly. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. but 
even if they, those reviews weren't there, I know that if I can treat that customer, that one customer, they can tell more people and they can come back, right? And it's the simple, it's simple, right? But so, like you said, it's not as sexy, right? Going out, getting new business. Oh, I just got a hundred new leads over here and this, that, and the other thing. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely think, uh, the, the customer support is huge. Uh, it definitely. is. It's massive. And I mean, you know, to, to bring up your, your, you know, your prompt on coffee and donuts, uh, <laughs> I got a couple of quick stories on both of those niches that have, uh, you know, been, you know, when you do something well and you do it for the right reasons, people talk about it more than they do when you have a bad experience with them, I think. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we're used to hearing bad customer service stories. We rant and rave about it, and then we never talk about it again. Or very rarely will we bring it up again. Whereas if you do something well for somebody, if you give somebody a good customer service experience, they'll talk about it over and over again to people that they know. And I've, I've told two stories consistently live on stage all around the world when I've been keynoting. Uh, one of them is in regards to Starbucks. And the other one is regards to um, uh, to to uh, Krispy Kreme. Okay. Uh, the Starbucks yep. one actually includes our before mentioned mutual buddy Pat Flynn. Okay. Where now Pat and I are very competitive people, um, both as individuals and but when we're together, that competitiveness goes up through the roof. It's kind of insane. Like it's going <laughs> to get us in trouble at some point. We will have competition on 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 any. It doesn't matter. It, you throwing water balloons i mean <laughs> who can drink a cup of steaming hot coffee quicker you name it we'll we'll we'll, we'll have a conversation on, on anything so one time we're, we're outside starbucks we're in san diego i'm there for a couple of weeks and we're hanging out and uh he says to me um want to get some coffee yeah okay so we walk in and he goes i dare you to ask for a discount and i said it's Starbucks. They don't do discounts. He said, yeah, but you've got to ask for it. I dare, I dare, I double dare you to ask for a discount. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, God. Okay, fine. All right, so we're queuing up. And I walk up to Starbucks and I say, you know, uh, you know, uh, Americano and whatever lady drink Pat was drinking, some shy latte <laughs> thing or something. I don't know. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and so, and then the lady says, well, you know, that'd be six bucks or whatever it is, right? So I turn around and say, in my absolute best Hugh Grant British accent, I turn around and I said, well, do, do you think it would be uh, possible to, to have a discount today? And she said, um, we're Starbucks. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't do discounts. You know, it's, it's six thirty or whatever it was. And I said, I know, but you know, I'm English. I'm visiting. <laughs> I, you know, you know, I'm trying my best to sort of, you know, yada yada yada. And she said, "Wait right here. I'll be back." She walked into the back room. She came back with this guy who was probably six four. I mean, the brother should have been in the NBA. He was huge. This, this dude was huge. Right, right? right. And he comes out and he says to me, um, I understand that you're looking to have a discount today, sir. And I said, uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, and I'm looking at Pat and I'm thinking, I'm so going to punch you in the ball. This is, this has gone beyond, this has gone beyond the day. You know what I mean? And, and so I say, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm English, you know, we're a bit cocky as you probably know. And I'm in America and I thought I'd ask for discounts everywhere I go today. And you happen to be the first stop. So can I get a discount please? And the guy looked at me and he just sort of paused for a minute and he said, well, 
uh, sir, we're Starbucks. We don't, we don't do discounts, but we do do smiles. Welcome to the United States. And he pulled this huge grin on his face. And here I am telling the story again. And it just gave me a warm, fuzzy feeling that this is the place that I want to drink my coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that is funny. And, and so, yeah, we didn't get the discount, but I got my coffee and I got a smile and we had some fun about it. Um, and yeah, and we, and it's just such a great customer service experience. Krispy Kreme, um, totally different situation. I went in with my son, uh, a brand new Krispy Kreme opened up here in the Philippines in Cebu where I live. We go in there about a week or so after all the fanfare has dropped down and um, we walk in and, and my son at the time I think was about four years old and uh, this girl comes right out from behind the counter, this young girl, and um, she says, you know, would you like to go and see how we make the donuts? And so my son and my wife put on a little Krispy Kreme hat and they go to the back there. You know, they've always got the glass where you see the donuts oh, yeah. rolling around on the machine and everything. And, um, and I'm just sitting there and I get my phone out and I start videoing it. I think it's kind of cute. He's got a cute cat, you know, the cute sure. little hat on and everything. And she's showing him how they ice them, and where the donuts come out and all this sort of stuff. And, and her, the, the, the girl's name was uh, Jem. Okay. And uh, she served us. She took our order and everything was great. And I had a great time. But it, because I had video footage of it, I went one step further. It was a great time. And, and all Charlie, my youngest, talked about for the rest of the day was Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kreme. He went to sleep with a long green Krispy Kreme balloon that they gave him <laughs> in his arms that night. I am not joking. He became oh. the biggest Krispy Kreme fan on the planet. And so I wrote a blog post about it and I put the video up on YouTube and I tweeted it out and I went to sleep. The next morning I woke up and I had the VP of franchise marketing from America replying to my tweet, thanking them for the great positive customer service experience. And then I found out about a month later when we went back to Krispy Kreme for another donut excursion that that blog post and that video was now inserted into the Krispy Kreme franchisee Philippines training manual. That is and amazing. Jem, and Jem, three years later now, is the manager of that store. That is an amazing story. I love yeah. that. And that is great. That's why I love telling it. So like I'm saying, here we are here talking about positive customer service. I don't care what you're selling, to who, in what niche, what industry, what country, Start investing more time in customer service and more money, quite frankly, because it will pay dividends for you for a long, long, long time. Yeah, no, I, I love that. All right. I know we're going to have to wrap up here soon. I got one last little topic here. It's not little, but it's, we'll, we'll make okay. it smaller. But outsourcing. I know you are. <laughs> There's you, no way you can make that a small topic. <laughs> well, I don't want to keep you, but I mean, you know, help help us out. Like, I mean, like. Okay, I mean, we'll give people, you know, the resources to go over and, uh, you know, check out your sure. book and, and all that stuff. But, you know, give us kind of like the overview and, and kind of like what what and when, I guess, should we be considering? Like, when is the right time to start thinking about mm. a VA, a virtual assistant? Well, you know, when overwhelm hits, I think that's, you know, that that's the time where where you, you know, you start to get stressed out, where it's not fun anymore. Uh, where you're losing sleep, where your health is suffering maybe, when you're spending a little bit less time with your family or just with a social life in general. Um, you know, I hit burnout in late 2009 uh, and I talk about this in the, in the introduction of virtual freedom, but I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole story, but it was, it was a very, very tough time for me. Um, and I decided very, you know, very 
abruptly uh, after being in the hospital on antidepressants and Valium to make me sleep for a couple of weeks um, that uh, ultimately my business had started running me and I was no longer running my business. And so that overwhelm needed to disappear fast. And so I decided to start really delegating like a madman. And that's exactly what I've done ever since. And there's not a single thing now that lands on my desk or in my inbox or on my Slack channels where I don't ask myself the very simple question every single time. And that is, can someone else do this? Mm. Uh, and that's because I built up the team now. I built up the team of marketing assistants, uh, you know, of um, admin assistants, of SEO people, of web developers, of web designers, graphic designers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's not really a matter of when is the right time to start outsourcing. It's more the question of can you afford not to? Mm-hmm. as a business of doing business in 2016 and beyond. Um, because, you know, I guarantee you, the vast majority of your competitors, regardless of what industry you're serving, are already doing it in some capacity. Uh, and if you're not, you will be left behind. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. So it can start with simple things like, you know, getting your product shots together. Uh, you know, I'm trying to, you know, to, to bring this back to Amazon sellers yeah. if yeah, possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, helping you write your product descriptions, um, you know, helping you with, you know, price uh, research, uh, helping you with product uh, research and development, mm, you know, all one. these different things yeah. where they can spend a lot of time doing the legwork that you need to do. And you and I both know that there's a process oh, yeah. to pretty much everything. Oh, yeah. You put that process down in black and white or you put that process in a video training document or whatever and you hand that off to somebody else and you teach that person how to follow that process well yes you might have to go through that process two or three more times with them until they get it down pat but guess what once they do you never have to do it again Mm. you can start spending time on what you should be doing and so for me outsourcing is it's just it's and it's not really even just outsourcing anymore i think that word as a whole is slowly dying Mm. as the world becomes more and more global Uh, you know i mean we really are in a global economy and you and I both know oh, that. Totally, the people yeah. listening in are smart enough to know that as well. But that doesn't just—it doesn't just stop with customers. It can also mean team members as well. Like my web designer is in Australia. Mm. My web developer is in Croatia. For Christ's sake, <laughs> <laughs> they work together just fine, and they have done for a number of years. I have, um, you know, general virtual assistants here in the Philippines. I have transcriptionists in America, in the UK. I have, um, you know, I have another uh, audio editor that works for me in the UK. I have a video editor and video animator that works for me over in the United States. It's all over the world. Mm. And so, you know, ultimately just sit down and, and make a list of all the stuff that you hate doing every day. Make a list of all the stuff that you struggle, that you kind of know how to do it, but you struggle with it. And then make a, a third list of all the stuff that you feel that as the business owner that you are, you shouldn't actually be doing. And if you put those three lists together, ultimately you have a delegation blueprint, a roadmap for, for want of a better term, 
that you can then follow to start delegating these tasks and these roles out. And once you do that, the freedom that comes your way from a time perspective, which is by far a most valuable commodity, way more valuable than money or anything else. Once you do that, all that extra time you get, oh my God, I mean, you can do what you want with it. Mm. You can not do anything and just sit and binge on Netflix and have fun with your wife and, (laughs) and, and, or your husband and, you know, pick up the kids from school for the first time in three years. You know, you can do all those things if you want or, you can actually spend more time developing more products, developing events, developing anything you want. And that's a beautiful thing about buying time. Yeah, no, and I, I think I'm a, I'm a, I guess I'm probably one of those guys too that's, you know, it's hard to let go one of those things. And I'm sure that you've, you've felt that in the past and that's why you were doing everything. It's kind of like, of no one can do it better than me, right? I mean, yeah. I know what needs to be done and I can do everything. I mean, I kind of know how to do everything, but you know, I might not be the best at it, but I can get it done and I can get it done in the right time and I don't have to wait for someone. And I think all of those things kind of come into play. I'm getting a lot better at that. And um, I have hired some, uh, some, uh, you know, VAs and stuff and it's, it is, it, but it's a process, you know, it is a process. And like you said, it is getting them educated and it's going to take some time to get them up to speed and all that stuff. But once it's done, it's like you said, then it's kind of like almost set and forget where you can almost pretty much not worry about that task being done. It's going to be done and moving on. And uh, I think the the product research for people, too, that are either launched already and they have a product or two running, but they want to continue to scale their business. I think that's a huge one because I know myself personally, like I want to have all of that stuff done and then have them bring me like the top five. Now let me look mm. at the top five, right? I don't want to look at and sift through all of the all of the stuff. I just want you to give me the top five that meet my criteria, and then boom, I can make the decision on which one I want to which one I want to go with. Um, yeah, you know. So I, I love it. But uh, okay, so outsourcing obviously people can pick up your your book, and uh, we'll leave links to all of that stuff as well. And uh, I know you have a virtual staff finder as well, which people can then use that service to go ahead and um, you know and uh, and find these VAs. Maybe you can talk to us a little bit about that real quick. Just virtual staff finder, like what is it? How does it work? Yeah, Virtual Staff Finder is a company that I launched in the middle of the 2010, uh, following a blog comment actually uh, another perfectly good reason to build your own website and right. start creating content is to get feedback from people um, it, you know it's now a multi 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 six figure business for us on an annual basis and uh, basically what we do is we bridge the gap between busy entrepreneur and high quality virtual assistant here in the Philippines so we're matchmakers ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you, you know, it's a one-time uh, recruitment fee that you sign up with. Um, then we get to work. We do all of the, uh, you know, the, the, the legwork in regards to collecting applications and going through them, doing background checks, IQ tests, uh, you know, a whole bunch of other tests that we give you all the results to and all the rest of it as well. And then we actually select the three strongest candidates based on your job description document uh, that you submit. And um, we set up interviews with them for you to do uh, via Skype. And once you've uh, interviewed those three people, instead of 130 people, you know, you you go ahead and pick the one that you like the most and you get to work with them. And then at that point, we're out of the picture. They're a direct member of your team. They're on board with you and your business. You pay them directly and our job is done. And uh, it's a great service. We've helped now. Um, we're going to be, you know, we're coming up to our 
sixth year now. It'll be six wow. years in September. Wow! Um, and uh, we've we've helped. Uh, I believe the, I think we're, we're we're just about to eclipse four and a half thousand entrepreneurs wow. in that time. Wow! So it's pretty incredible uh, that that would come out just of a a lowly little blog comment from somebody <laughs> called Michael with the avatar of Johnny Bravo. I will never forget. Oh, that is awesome. I will never forget. I'll never forget this guy. <laughs> his name is Michael and his his little avatar online was Johnny Bravo. I'll never forget it because the guy's made me, you know, well over a few million dollars. <laughs> oh, that is, that is. Isn't it funny though how things happen though? And I, I've done my story on the podcast where I kind of walk people through since when I was a 19 year old construction worker, you know, kid that didn't know anything and then how I kind of, I kind of, my, my path kind of how it turned every door open because of one decision I made and a chance or a risk or a failure or whatever. Right. And it's, it's like, I love hearing that because like you said, it's like, well, I mean, even like the, the, the Krispy Kreme thing, right? I mean, that happened. And then all of a sudden you're now in their, in their, uh, you know, their handbook. Uh, it's just, it is, it's, it's incredible. So it, and I tell people that all the time, you just, you got to get out there, you got to do stuff, you got to take action. And then from there, you got to pivot, you got to learn from these experiences and then just keep moving forward. But the outsourcing thing, I think, for anyone that is doing those things, like you said, you got to ask yourself, you know, could someone else do this? I think that's a big one uh, because there's a lot of things you're probably doing that you don't really have to do um, that you think you have to do. And I think that could free up some time and make you feel like you are creating that business for freedom because that's what we're doing here. You know, as the Amazing Seller podcast is we're, we're trying to create these freedom businesses so we can spend more time with our family and our and, and do do the things that we want to do. Um, so, Chris, I, I want to thank you for taking time. I know that you're a busy guy. Um, maybe you can give us some last little bit of advice for a new business in 2016, what would you suggest one, maybe one nugget that you could give them in 2016 with everything that we have available to us for a business owner? What is the one thing that you say that people should be definitely doing? Well, that's a good God. That's that's a good question because there's so much. uh, There is. There's a lot, right? And and sometimes Um, it's too much, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I I'll go back to my to my initial piece of advice and say you got to build your own hub. Um, you know, I think that if anybody is wanting to do business today, three years from now, five years from now, ten years from now, having your own website, your own online home, your hub is going to become more and more and more important with every passing year because social will continue to grow and develop and all the rest of it. But the fact of the matter is, you will always need somewhere to bring people back to, to be able to capture that email, to be able to serve them, to be able to help them out and support them through content and things like that. And that's why, you know, no matter what platform I'm on, you will always hear me say, if you liked what you heard today, why don't you head over to chrisducker.com and hop on my mailing list. I promise you nothing but the odd value bomb. Mm. And that's exact. That's my sign-off. That's exactly how I sign off every Periscope broadcast, every podcast, anything that I do. It's always directing people back to chrisducker.com because, uh, you know, I know that ain't going nowhere because I control it 120%, 24-7. Yeah, no, that's great, great, great advice. And uh, so, again, I want to thank you. Uh, so much for coming on. I know that uh, a lot of people are going to get value from this and uh, really enjoyed the stories that you shared with us today as well. <laughs> and uh, I, I love it. And uh, so what's the best way that people can get a hold of you? I know what you're going to say, but go ahead and say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> have a guess. Go on. Have a guess. They can go to chrisducker.com. Simple as that. <laughs> I love it. All right, Chris. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Tell Pat I said hi. And uh, yeah, keep keep crushing it, man. Thank you, brother. It was a pleasure. You're an inspiration. 
Okay, so there you go. Was I kidding, right? I mean, awesome interview with Chris and uh, some of those stories that he told were just amazing. And I love hearing different stories from different entrepreneurs. And, you know, they were just really, really insightful. But also, you can see the power of customer service. And I've told you guys this time and time again. If you want to be different, if you want to build a brand and be different, really, really focus on the customer service. It's not about just acquiring that next customer. It's about taking care of the customers that have already paid you and then from there, making their experience even better or making sure they get what they were, uh, you know, agreed to receive, all right? So just make sure that you definitely don't ever lose sight of that. And the other thing I wanna mention is, you know, he talked a lot about not building, you know, a business on rented land. And I do agree with that. You guys have heard me say that time and time again, but, and I've got a little bit of a butt here, but in the beginning, when we are validating a business, I believe that Amazon is a great place to validate and verify a business. I don't think that once you start running and you start producing revenue, that you shouldn't not create a website. And again, we're talking about like a major website. We're not talking about just like a three-page website that you're building to get brand registered. Like, yeah, we know that we got to have that stuff in place, but I'm talking about like an authority blog where you're going to be blogging at a regular basis. You're going to be building an email list, all of that stuff. I don't want you to get, uh, you know, to get sidetracked with that. I've told you guys that in the beginning because you could be building all that stuff for nothing if you haven't validated the products that you're going to be serving or selling. It's serving, you're going to be serving the market, that you're going to be selling and serving to that market. And that's what I've said before too. And I'm going to be stressing this over and over again because we need to think about the market that we are serving and then we can decide what they need and then we can give it to them. It makes it so much easier all the way around if you're trying to build a real brand and you're not just playing for the short term, you're playing for the long term and that's really what it comes down to. All right, guys, I wanna thank you guys again for taking time out of your day. I don't know if I say that enough, but I really do appreciate each and every one of you for listening and for tuning in and uh, telling your friends about you know this podcast and about the blog and all that stuff. I truly, truly appreciate it and I wanna thank you once again. Also, if you are brand new or if you haven't attended one of my live workshops where I walk you through the five phases for picking a product, sourcing a product, launching your product, promoting it, all that stuff in between, and I also answer live Q&A, you can register for an upcoming one by visiting theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Once again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop workshop, all right, and there you can register for an upcoming workshop, would love to hang out with you for the evening, and we can go ahead and answer any questions that you have as well, all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up, remember, I'm here for you, I believe in you, I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to, you have to do one thing for me, and what is that, come on, say it with me, say it loud, and say it proud, you should know this by now, take action, have an awesome, amazing day, and I will see you in the next episode. 